This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that reveals history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're re-examining the time when a Grammy-winning musician blew up her own career for the sake of sending a message. The day was Saturday, October 3rd, 1992. At the end of her performance on Saturday Night Live, Irish singer-songwriter Sinead O'Connor shocked the audience and viewers at home by tearing up a photo of Pope John Paul II. She later explained that her actions were motivated by the desire to, quote, face some very difficult truths. More specifically, the singer wanted to shine a light on the rampant, systemic child abuse that had long been ignored in her native country and abroad. Earlier that week, O'Connor had caught the SNL staff off guard when she decided her second performance of the evening would not be a song from her latest album. Instead, she chose to sing an a cappella version of a Bob Marley song called War. Most of the song's lyrics are adapted from a speech delivered to the United Nations by Haile Selassie, a former emperor of Ethiopia and a sacred figure in Rastafarianism. The speech, and the song it inspired, call for world peace while also cautioning that there will be war, quote, until the ignoble and unhappy regimes that hold our brothers in subhuman bondage have been toppled. During dress rehearsal, O'Connor altered some of the lyrics to directly mention child abuse, which she viewed as an example of the subhuman bondage mentioned in Marley's song. When she sang the final line, We have confidence in the victory of good over evil, she held up a photo of a starving child. This planned protest was approved by Lorne Michaels, the creator and executive producer of SNL. It was even arranged for the camera to zoom in on the photo during the live performance. But when the moment came later that night, O'Connor replaced the photo from rehearsal with a photo of Pope John Paul II. She then proceeded to tear the photo to pieces, and as she did so, she said, quote, fight the real enemy, and then threw the pieces toward the camera. The show's director made the split-second decision to leave the applause signs off, which resulted in a completely silent audience as the show went to commercial. But over the next few days, the phones at NBC were anything but silent. Nearly a thousand viewers reportedly called in to complain about their performance, and in the end, O'Connor was banned for life, not just from SNL, but from the entire NBC network. But SNL couldn't just ignore the incident, so at the next week's show, guest host Joe Pesci confronted the controversy head-on. He held up the same photo of the Pope, explaining that he had taped it back together. Then he tore up a different photo, one of O'Connor herself. He then went on to say that if she had pulled the stunt while he was hosting, he would have, quote, gave her such a smack. Lorne Michaels had a more middle-of-the-road response. He described O'Connor's actions as, quote, on a certain level a betrayal, 
but also a serious expression of belief. In later years, Michaels would expand on that idea, saying that, quote, to her, the church symbolized everything that was bad about the way she grew up in Ireland, and so she was making a strong political statement. However, not everyone agreed with the singer's message, or at least not the way she had chosen to express it. A few weeks after the incident, O'Connor was set to perform at a Bob Dylan tribute concert in Madison Square Garden, but she was booed off the stage. For the rest of the year and well into the next, O'Connor was condemned and parodied by everyone from Madonna to the Anti-Defamation League. Despite all the outrage and the harm to her career, O'Connor never apologized or expressed regret for her actions. But she did put an end to the speculation years later by giving a full account of the incident. She revealed that the photo of the Pope had been taken during his visit to Ireland in 1979. She had kept it with her for years, waiting for the right moment to destroy what she viewed as a symbol of lies and abuse. Then, just before her appearance on SNL, O'Connor read an account in an Irish newspaper about priests who had abused children but faced no legal repercussions. That's when she knew that the right moment had finally arrived. O'Connor may have waited years to deliver her defiant message, but it would be several years longer before most Americans would understand the true target of her protest. In her youth, O'Connor had spent 18 months in a Magdalene asylum, a Catholic institution meant to house troubled or promiscuous teenagers. The numerous cases of child abuse that occurred at sites like this were an open secret in Ireland for decades. In fact, just one year after O'Connor's performance on Saturday Night Live, a mass grave was discovered on the grounds of one such asylum. In response, an investigation was launched by a UN Committee for Children's Rights. By the early 2000s, these abuses, and thousands of others like them, were finally laid bare for the people of Ireland, the United States, and the rest of the world to see. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you're so inclined, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions you'd like to share, you can send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.